Alhamdulillah Hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fih Kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yarda Ashadu an la ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Al-Nasihul Amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyina muhammad Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in Wa man tamasaka bisunnatihi ila yawmiddin Thumma amma ba'd An Abi Hurairah Radiyallahu ta'ala anhu Qal Qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam La tahasadu ولا تناجسوا ولا تباغضوا ولا تدابروا ولا يبع بعضكم على بيع بعض وكونوا عباد الله إخوانا المسلم أخو مسلم لا يظلمه ولا يخذله ولا يخذله ولا يكذبه ولا يحقره التقوى ها هنا ويشير إلى صدره ثلاث مرات وبحسب امرئ من الشر أن, يق... أن... أن يحقر أخاه المسلم كل مسلم على المسلم حرام دمه وماله وعرضه رواه مسلم رحمه الله تعالى On the authority of Abu Hurairah رضي الله تعالى عنه The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said that do not have envy and jealousy for one another and do not inflate the prices do not inflate the prices upon one another and do not hate one another do not turn your backs upon one another do not undercut one another in selling and be you ibadullah brothers O servants of Allah, be you brothers, one to another. The Muslim is the brother of the Muslim. He does not oppress him, nor does he abandon him and forsake him, nor does he lie to him, nor does he look down upon him. The taqwa is here. The taqwa, it is here. And then he pointed three times to his chest, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, it is enough for evil for an individual to look down upon his brother. All of the Muslim upon the Muslim is haram. His blood, his money, and his reputation. All of it is haram. This hadith is authentic and has been collected by Imam Muslim. We reach inside of the last week's khutbah, the statement of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, وَلَا And do not inflate the prices upon one another. When one were to contemplate over this hadith, he will find that everything that is mentioned inside of this hadith, it cuts down the road to those things that will cause animosity and enmity amongst the believers. The Prophet ﷺ, he cuts down the road and he closes the door on the means and the causes, or on the means and the causes of animosity, and conflict amongst the Muslims. So the Prophet وسلم, he said, and do not inflate the prices upon one another. And Najishu, 
What this word means, istifaru shay. It means to provoke something, to be provocative as regards to a thing. And the provocation inside of selling, it is to inflate the price of a commodity. To inflate, to artificially inflate the price of a commodity. And this is the case where an individual he inflates the price of a commodity while he himself does not intend to buy it. But he's saying this so that others may hear him speaking about the price upon this matter and then they increase upon his price. As it may be in an open marketplace or inside of a flea market, for example, where there are no set prices. So you will have people who they work in syndicates to swindle the people. He is working with this particular seller. So he announces a price of a commodity and he says, well, I will give you such and such for it. And another one says, no, but I will give you a dollar more for it. And another one says, no, but I will give you such and such and for it. Why? Because he wants those who are in attendance to hear him inflating the prices artificially. So the one who really wants to buy it is saying, well, no, I'll give you five more dollars for it. And then he buys it at that inflated price. Whereas those who are vying for it and acting as if they wanted to buy it, they never intended on buying it in the first place, but they just wanted to raise the price. They just wanted to raise the price of this thing. As you find, they may exist inside of the auction culture where people, they will come in and their sole purpose is just to raise the price, but it is never intended that they're going to buy anything. But they're working in concert with the person who was selling the commodity or the one who was running the auction. All of this is from deception. And the Prophet said, And whoever deceives us, he is not from us. This is not permissible, ya ibad. The Shaykh Habibullah Ta'ala, Shaykh Saleh Fawzan, he says, And this is haram. And the proof is this hadith. The proof is this hadith. And but if a person, because he's in the type of buying situation where they are vying for the purchase, and it is allowed and acceptable and agreed upon by all parties. So one person says, no, I'll give you $5. And the other person says, no, I'll give you 6 As long as the individual intends to buy it, then the shaykh, he says, La mana. There is nothing wrong with this. If you bona fidely intend to buy it, then there's nothing wrong with this. But to artificially inflate the price, then this is not permissible. Why? Because it will lead to animosity and to conflict amongst the Muslims. The shaykh, ta'ala, he says, Then this, فَلَا مَانِعَ He said, this is no problem. Because this was done by the Prophet ﷺ as it comes in that authentic hadith that has been collected by Abu Dawood 
where Tirmidhi ibn Majah from the hadith of Anas radiallahu ta'ala anhu. The Shaykh hafizullah ta'ala, he goes on and he says, وَأَمَّا أَنَّهُ يَزِيدُ وَأَمَّا أَنَّهُ يَزِيدُ فِيهَا وَهُوَ لَا يُرِيدُ شِرَاءَهَا فَإِنَّمَا يَرِيدُ أَنْ يَرْفَعُ قِيمَتَهَا لِكَوْنِهِ شَرِيكًا لِلْبَائِعْ أَوْ صَدِيقًا لَهُ أَوْ مَا أَشْبَهُ ذَلِكَ He said, but with regards to the case that a person artificially inflates the price because he is either working in concert with the one who was selling the commodity, he is a partner of his, or he is his friend. Because you may find someone saying, well, I didn't get any profit for it. But you find that he is the friend. So he wants his friend to get more of a profit. So he artificially inflates the price, although he himself does not intend on buying that commodity. Or the shaykh, he says, whatever may fit into this or that which is like it. فَهَذَا نَجَسٌ مُحَرَّمٌ Then this is that artificial inflating of the price that is not permissible. هَذَا مَعْنَ قَوْلِهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لَا تَنَاجَشُوا He said, and this is the meaning of the statement of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Do not artificially inflate the prices. فَإِذَا كَانَ لَكَ رَغْبَةٌ فِي الصِّلْعَةِ فَزِدْ فِيهَا but if you have a desire to buy a particular commodity or particular thing, فَإِن لَمْ يَكُنْ لَكَ فِيهَا رَغْبَةٌ If you have the desire to buy a particular thing, then you may increase the price in it because you want to buy it. But if you don't have the desire to buy it, it's not your intention to buy that thing, then leave the matter alone. Don't get involved, leave the matter alone. Why? Because once the likes of these rings become uncovered, it will lead to animosity amongst the Muslims. It will lead to argumentation and to conflict amongst the Muslims. And the Prophet Sallallahu hadith, he closes the door on those things that will lead to conflict. Why? Because the Muslims, they are brothers one to another. Everything of a Muslim is haram upon another Muslim, his blood, his money, and his reputation. The Prophet Sallallahu he goes on and he says, وَلَا تَبَاغَضُوا And do not have hatred for one another. Do not hate one another. الْبُغْضُ فِي الْقَلْبِ وَهُوَ الْكَرَاهِيَةِ Hatred is in the side of one's heart. Is that which emanates from a person's heart. That he will have hatred for another person. The Shaykh Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, وَالْمَطْلُوبِ الْعَقْسِ and that which is intended, that which is required amongst the Muslims, that it is the opposite of hatred. وَهُوَ الْمَحَبَّةِ And this is to love one another. الْمَحَبَّةِ بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ The Muslims are supposed to love one another. Not hate one another, but they're supposed to love one another. نَعَمْ فَيُحِبُّ بَعْضُهُمْ بَعْضًا So you will find that they love one another. The Muslims should love one another. وَقَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said that none of you truly believes لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه None of you truly believes until he loves for his brother that which he loves for himself. فالمطلوب هو التحاب بين المسلمين 
So that which is required is that the Muslims should be loving of one another. They should love one another. They should have love for one another. And this is how we are to be as Muslims. We should have love for one another. Not looking at their shape or their color or their place of origin or their texture of hair or their language in which they speak. No, none of this matters. If they are Muslim, then we should have love for one another. This is how the Muslims are to be. We should love one another. The Shaykh Habibullah Ta'ala, he says, He said, but to hate one another and to harbor hatred for one another, then this is something that is prohibited from. This is something that's prohibited from. The Shaykh Habibullah Ta'ala, he goes on and he mentions, ولكن هل يملك الإنسان أن يزيل ما في قلبه من البغض؟ He asks a very important question. He says, but does the individual have the ability to remove that which is in his heart from hatred? Does a person have the ability to remove the the feeling of hatred in totality from his heart? وهذا سجية he said, because this may be an, in, an uh, innate character in some of the people. Some of the people, they just might naturally have a hatred for a particular person for no valid reason. They just find that they have some dislike in themselves for this particular person. So do we just fall back and we say, but you know what? It's just something about that brother I don't like. I know he didn't do nothing, he didn't say nothing, nothing appeared from him, any type of uh, uh, thing that would justify this feeling that I have, but I just got this feeling in my chest. So is that enough for a person to fall back on that and say, okay, well, I'm just going to leave it like that and I'm just going to uh, uh, hate him because I'm allowed to do so and therefore I will turn my back on him, cut my eye at him, and so on and so forth? No. No. The Shaykh, he says, well, I can either... He said, but if you hate, if you find yourself having some type of hatred for someone from the Muslims, then you have to control yourself and you do not allow yourself to act upon those things which are necessitated by that hate. So therefore you go and you go to harm in your brother. You have to stop yourself. You have to hold yourself. You have to control yourself. This is like how it comes in a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ when he told that man, don't get angry. Do not become angry. The Prophet ﷺ wasn't telling the man, don't feel anger. He wasn't telling him, don't feel anger. Because this is a situation that Shurath mean. he explains that the human beings, they have no control over it. They may get mad. They may become angry. But rather the Prophet ﷺ was telling the man, control yourself when you become angry. When you become angry, when you get mad, control yourself. That's what the Prophet ﷺ was saying. So likewise you find the Shaykh Ta'ala teaching us upon the guidance of the Prophet ﷺ informing us. Do not hate one another, meaning if you find something in your heart for hatred for your brother, fight yourself. So as to not let that become manifest upon your tongue. So to fight yourself. So as to not let that become manifest upon your limbs. Fight yourself. So that be- does not become manifest to your brother. That you have something in your chest for him. And fear Allah as relates to your brothers. Fear Allah as it relates to your brothers. 
just because you don't like your brother personally, don't try to find excuses to justify a perpetuation of that dislike for your brother. Don't try to find an excuse to justify treating your brother in such and such a way. Because you will find individuals like this, they will have a hatred or dislike for their brother. And then they will try to find any excuse, even if they have to manufacture an excuse and make up an excuse and fabricate an excuse just so they can seem like they are justified in treating their brother in such and such a bad way. Just so they can seem as if they are, they are justified in treating their brother in a malice way. But this is not from the deen of Islam, so fear Allah. You may get it over with the people, but you're not going to get away with it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah ta'ala, He knows what's apparent and He knows what's hidden and He knows what is even more hidden than that. You're not going to get away with it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So fear Allah as relates to your brothers. Fear Allah as relates to your sisters. And remember the Jomul Qiyamah. And for the one who was oppressed, and for the one who was oppressed, then take solace in knowing that you will be repaid on the day where there's no money. You will be repaid on the day where the money and the children won't benefit. Know that whatever is taken from you in the dunya will be returned to you in the akhirah. So just be patient. You just wait. You will get yours which was taken from you. Don't worry about that. The Shaykh says, فَإِذَا وَجَأْتَ فِي نَفْسِقْ He says, if you find any type of hatred that you may have for one another Muslim, you find that in your chest, then repel it. Repel it. Repel it. بِتَذَكُرِ مَا بَيْنَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ by reminding yourself of what it should be between the Muslims from loving one another and for good relationships. And do not act in accordance to this angry or this anger that you may have or this hatred you may have for your brother. And do not carry it out and allow this anger to come to fruition. And do not allow this anger and this hatred to become manifest. Control yourself. Fight yourself. Remember, we as Muslims, we have to love one another. We have to interact with one another in the best way and want well for one another. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase amongst the Muslims the love that they have for one another. To increase amongst the Muslims the wanting of good for their brothers as they want the good for themselves. The increasing of amongst the Muslims the good treatment of one to another. Ya ibadullah. We ask Allah Ta'ala to bless us with the likes of this and to give us the good of this life and in the next. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullaha li wa lakum fastaghfiru fa innahu huwa ghafur rahim. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salam ala rasulillah wa ba'd. Thumma qala nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa la tadabaru. Then the Prophet sallallahu he said, and do not turn your backs upon one another. Al-mudabara, he al-i'rab. Al-mudabara, it means to turn away from one another. I'radu al-ba'u, al-ba'u, al-akhar. 
that some of them turn away from others from amongst them. وَالَّذِي يَنْبَغِي لَكَ أَنْ يَسْتَقْبِيلَ أَخَاكَ بِالْبِشْرِ وَبِالسُّرُورِ And that which is incumbent is that you are to meet your brothers with a cheerful face and to meet your brothers in a happy manner. This is what is incumbent. Not that you give to your brothers a bad face or you turn away or you turn your back on your brothers. No. But you are to greet them with cheerfulness, happiness, make them feel welcome. There should never be a newcomer that comes to any masjid from the masjid. There should never be a Muslim who comes to any masjid from the masjid and he feels unwelcome. There should never be a Muslim who will go to a masjid and he bona fidely feels unwelcome and there's no justification for that. You understand? There come some exceptions to this rule which we're going to mention, but in general, if there's no infringement, if there's no crime nor foul, why would a brother be made to feel uncomfortable? Why? This is not how it should be, but rather they should be greeted with cheerfulness. They should be greeted in a pleasant and happy manner. وَأَمَّا أَن تُعْرِضَ عَنْهُ وَتُدَبِّرَ عَنْهُ وَتُوَلِّي The Shaykh says, but to turn away from him, to move away from him, to avert your face from him, and to give him your back, فَهَذَا يَدُلُّ عَلَى He said, this will point to something that is bad. This will point to something that is evil. نعم. The Shaykh says, إِذَا لَمْ يَكُنْ فِيهِ إِلَّا الْخَيْرِ Especially when there's not inside of him except for good. فَلَا تُدْبِرَانْهُ So don't turn away from him. Your brother, you know about him is good. Then don't turn your backs upon him. Why? You're not justified in turning your back on him. For what? Huh? The Shaykh says, بَلْ أَقْبِلْ عَلَيْهِ وَبِشَّلَهُ But rather, turn to him. And, 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 and greet him with cheerfulness. Turn to him and greet him with cheerfulness. This is when it is a man who is upon sunnah, a man who, yani, it comes from him good, a man who wants good, and so on and so forth. Don't turn your back on him. However, we want to mention, this is not applicable for Ahl al-Bid'ah. Why? Because of the crime of Bid'ah that they may have with them. Because of the crime of Bid'ah that they have with them. So therefore, for them, we turn our backs upon them. لا تجالس مفتونا Do not sit with the one who was afflicted with bid'ah لا تجالس أصحاب الأهواء Do not sit with the people of desires ولا تجالس أصحاب البدع Do not sit with the people of innovation نعم This is the way of Ahlul Sunnah Those who come with innovations Those who come with filthy bid'ah Then we avert ourselves from them Why? Because this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to do inside of His book. As Allah ta'ala, He says, وَقَدْ نَزَّلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الْكِتَابِ And verily it has been revealed upon you inside of the book. And إِذَا سَمِعْتُمْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ يُكْفَرُ بِهَا وَيُسْتَهْزَأُ بِهَا فَلَا تَقْعُدُوا مَعَهُمْ حَتَّى يَخُوضُوا فِي حَدِيثٍ غَيْرِهِ that if you hear the verses of Allah being belied and being disbelieved and, and being made fun of, then do not sit with them until they enter into another type of speech. Do not sit with them, Allah Ta'ala tells us. The ulama of tafsir, they say this ayah is applicable for every muqtadi'ah. For every muqtadi'ah, this ayah is applicable to them. Do not sit with them. Do not sit with them, Allah Ta'ala, He says. 
Do not sit with them. Do not sit with the person of bid'ah. Why? Because he's speaking about Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala's religion in manners in which he has no authority. This is an individual as Imam Malik, Rahimullah Ta'ala, he informs us that whoever speaks about a bid'ah in a good way and deems it to be good, then this is an individual who has claimed that the Prophet did not fulfill the trust. The Prophet ﷺ, he fulfilled the trust. There's nothing that will get us to the Jannah except he told us about it. There's nothing that will yani, uh, get us away from the hellfire except he prevented us from it. So who will come after that and say, no, the Prophet ﷺ, he missed something, I have it. Except that this is an evil individual. Who will want to sit with a person who belies the Prophet ﷺ? Who will want to sit with a person who belies the Qur'an? Allah Ta'ala says, Allah Ta'ala says on this day, I have completed your religion for you. And completed my favor upon you. Perfected your religion for you and completed my favor upon you. That which is perfect needs no addition. So how one going to come after the revelation has stopped, after the, 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 the Prophet Sallallahu has passed away, and think he going to come with something new, something add on to the deen of Islam. No. No way. So Allah Ta'ala tells do not sit with them. Allah Ta'ala, he says, إِنَّكُمْ إِذَنْ مِثْلُهُمْ And if you were to sit with them, then you like them. If you were to sit with them, those who are indulging, in the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, so on and so forth, those who are disbelieving and making fun of the verses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are grossly misinterpreting the, the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you were to sit with them, then you like them. You are like them. Al-Marru ala deen al-Khalil. That a man is on the religion of his friend. And this is why Ibn Mubarak, Imam, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, Man khafiyat alayna bid'atuh, lam takhfa alayna that whoever he may hide from us his bid'ah, he can't hide from us what? His friends. You may hide your bid'ah, but you can't hide your friends. You have a bid'ah with you, and your companions are the people of bid'ah. Even if we don't see your bid'ah, we see your companions, so you are upon what they are upon. As Allah Ta'ala, He says, that, And if you were to sit with them, then what? You are mithluhum. You are like them. Naam. We can't sit with the people of innovation, period. And this is for our own good. Kamaqala Mus'ab. Rahimullah ta'ala. La tu jalis maftunan. Do not sit with the person who was inflicted with bina. For innahu len yukhti'aka ihda ithnatain. He said, because you're not going to escape except from one or two scenarios. Imma an yaftinaka fatutabir. He said, either you will be afflicted. He will afflict you with his affliction and then you will follow him, meaning upon his bid'ah. You will become mubtadi' like he's mubtadi' or he will harm you before you depart from him. Or he will harm you before you depart from him. Ya'ibad, you have to realize that the people of bid'ah, they are evil. So much so that one of them from the Khawarij, he put on social media. He says that I would wish, he said, I hope I'm more longing to spill the blood of the one who was upon the Sunnah even more so than I want to spill the blood of the Jews. That's what he said. He prefers to kill the one upon the Sunnah 
more than the Jew. That if he had the choice, the Jew or Sunni, he'll kill the Sunni. The Jew or the Salaf, he'll kill the Salaf. Yeah, salam. What kind of oppression is this? It must be mentioned that the spilling of the blood, whether it is a Muslim or whether it is a Jew or Christian or other than them, it is not for the people to be running around doing. That what you find the individuals are doing, fighting and killing the kuffar. And they don't have any type of authority to do the likes of these things. This is not jihad fi sabirillah, but rather this is murder, as the ulama have explained. This is not jihad. Sheikh al-Bani ta'ala said, this is not jihad, but this is qatl. This is just murder. We do not accept the ways of Al-Qaeda. We do not accept the ways of ISIS or the Islamic State or whatever they may call themselves. We do not accept these ways. And they are from the individuals who are mentioned in the likes of this hadith or the likes of these ayat that we're talking about that we turn our backs on them. We don't sit with these ones. These ones, they are the exception. We don't sit with them. Them and the rest of the individuals from Ahlul Bid'ah. We stay away from them. These are the ones we boycott. Why? Because of their crime. Because of their crime of khuruj. Because of their crime of bid'ah that they have with them. We stay away from them. Their actions are evil. And there's no doubt about that. We condemn in the strongest of terms. That which has taken place over this past week in the killing of that journalist. We condemn in the strongest terms the likes of this behavior. And the killing and the beheading of innocent individuals, non-combatants. We condemn the likes of this. Raising of arms. And you don't have the banner of a Muslim government. We condemn the likes of this. Islam does not promote vigilantism. We don't promote this. People taking to militias and the like. There's no good in what you're doing. What you're doing, you're doing the, is, is from the ways of the Khawarij. These are the individuals who are to be made to feel uncomfortable. These are the individuals who are to be made to feel uncomfortable. Let them know that you are not welcome here in Masjid al-Bukhari. La morhaban bikum. You are not welcome here. You come here with that filthy ideology. You are not welcome here. You come here trying to talk to the people like that. We will war against you with all of our means of warring against you. Meaning with our tongue and with our hands, meaning our pens. Don't let it be known who you are, what your name is, and what you are upon, and let the Muslims need to stay away from you. We do not tolerate the likes of this because this is not from the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is not from the deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So therefore you have from the ulama some who may take fear on the khawarij. And this was the opinion of our Shaykh Shaykh bin Baz rahimahullah ta'ala. And then you had others from amongst them who did not make takfir upon the khawarij. But either way, they are all in agreement that they are from Ahlul Bid'ah. And Ahlul Bid'ah, we stay away from them. We don't sit with them. We don't open our doors for them. We don't open them with welcome arms. We don't greet them with welcome arms. But no, rather we let them know, stay away. Stay away. Like the Imam from the Salaf, he said to those two people from Ahlul Bid'ah who came and he sat down. They sat down with him. And they asked him, can we say to you an ayah, an, a, a hadith? He said, no. They said, can we recite to you an ayah? He said, no, not even a half of an ayah. Then after that, he told them, he said, look, either you're going to get up and leave or I'm going to get up and leave. Because we ain't going to sit here together. That's what's understood by it. Either you're going to get up and leave or I will get up and leave. 
And in some of the narrations of his athar, they say this took place inside the house of the imam. He was ready to leave his own house. Not going to sit with you even in my house. Either you're going to get up and leave, or I'm going to get up and leave, and we're not going to sit here together. This is our message to the people of innovation. This is our message to Al-Qaeda, to ISIS, to Shabab, to any Muqtadi, any Ikhwani, anywhere in the world, wherever you may be. This is our message from us to you. We're not going to sit with you. You're not welcome here. You're not welcome here. Hatta until until you speak about something else, until you leave that bid'ah that you're upon and you come to the sunnah. Until you leave the bid'ah that you're upon and you come to the sunnah. And you being upon the sunnah is made clear and apparent like the sun in the sky where there's no clouds. Just like your bid'ah was made clear and apparent like the sun in the sky where there's no clouds. The toba gotta be clear that you're not upon that bid'ah no more. Before we will accept you, before we will turn to you. But until then, you're not welcome. La muhabban bikum. Like it, who like it, hate it, who hate it. That's what we're upon. Ya ibad. We have to learn that things are not black and white. And we have to apply the rules and the teachings of Islam appropriately. The likes of these evil people are not to be supported. Do not give them your money. Do not spread their rhetoric. Do not spread their propaganda. Do not promote for them. Do not sit with them. Do not eat with them. Do not drink with them. Do not walk with them. Do not be with them, period, on any level. Period. This is how we treat them. This is how we treat Ahl Bid'ah. But as far as your brother who's striving to implement the Sunnah of the Prophet Wasallam. Your brother who's striving to be upon that which is correct. And this is the one you turn to. Don't turn your back on him. This is the one who, don't hate him. Don't allow, if you have anything in your chest against him, don't allow it to come out. But give to him a good face. Treat him in a good manner. This is the one who you act good with. Ya ibad. We have to implement the teachings that we learn inside of this hadith. And stay away from those things that will cause to any type of hatred amongst the Muslims from inflating the prices from hating them from turning our backs upon them so on and so forth Ya ibadullah be of those who love one another for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be brothers and treat each other in a brotherly and a most excellent of manners hada fa aqimu salah wa inna salata tanha an al-fashai wal munkar